Hey guys, this is Will, and welcome to Latinx Talks. Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of Latinx Talks. Uh, on this episode, we're going to be speaking with Leslie Montoya. She's currently the producer of Despierta Austin, as well as the producer for 107.7 Amor uh, here in Austin. Leslie is going to be sharing with us a little bit about her backstory as to how she became involved in the media industry um, as early as the age of 15 years old. She's also going to share with us her story of how she transitioned from uh, being in radio in Mexico to moving to the United States and the different obstacles that she had to overcome, um, especially around communication and language. And then last but not least, we're going to talk a little bit more about El Grito, which is a festivity um, that's uh, celebrated across Mexico on the 15th of September. We're also going to go over the details um, as to the festivities that we'll be having here in Austin, Texas. So please stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to us. And as always, please share us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Latinx Talks. Enjoy the show. Um, for those that are listening to the show, first of all, thank you so much for being part of the show. I'm excited to have you on and get to talk to you a little more and get to know a little more about you. Um, so we want to go ahead and start with a little bit more who you are and how you got here and your backstory and, <laughs> and can I go from there? Ay, gracias Guillermo. Sí, sí. <laughs> for the invitation. I'm really happy and uh, excited to be, I mean, to have you here in no, Revisión. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. to tell you about my story, well, who I am. I'm a, I'm a mother mm -hmm. of a two-year-old. Her name is Camila. Camila, very and good. And I have a husband, Ernesto. Mm -hmm. Very good. <laughs> And I got here when I was, uh, well, I have with Univision 12 years oh, wow. working okay. with Univision. It's my family, another family. And it's been awesome because I've learned and I've, yeah, I've learned a lot and, and grow. And uh, what I do here, I produce the Sperta mm -hmm. Austin show, which is a morning show. Okay. And I also produce my radio, my radio time that I, I'm in the 107.7 Amor, okay. and um, and how I got here, well, this was a, a dream that came true, mm -hmm. right? I started when I was 15 years old, when I was 15 years old in Mexico okay. as a DJ. What part of Mexico? Reynosa. Reynosa, Tamaulipas, okay. yeah, which is the north of Mexico. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I had the best of, the, of both worlds because I was living in Mexico, mm -hmm. and I would cross the border and be you know, in this beautiful country at the same time, like any time during the day. Mm -hmm. So I was living in Mexico, but then coming to school here in McAllen. Okay. So when I was 15 years old, I heard this contest about being a participate and the prize was to just being part of a team in a, this AM radio station that was in Mexico, Radio Rey, that was the okay. name of the, and, and it's still there, Radio Rey. So when I heard the, the, the announcement, I was like, oh, I want to participate, you know, and I told my, my family, my parents, and they were like, well, I don't know. My mom wasn't sure about it. She was like, are you sure you want to do it? I mean, I don't know. This is going to take a lot of time. It's every weekend that I had to go to the auditions. Mm -hmm. It was for a month. So I went. My dad said, okay, I'll take you, you know, to the auditions every Saturday. And the way they will pick the winner, it was like every Saturday they will eliminate certain 
you know, number okay. of people, and then if you pass it, you you will go the next Saturday. It's so like the radio version of the voice. Right, <laughs> correct. But this was it, this was for a month. Okay. <laughs> so I got lucky, and I made it to the end. And I remember the last, you know, the the, the final. Everybody will say, "Oh, you're going, you're doing great. You know, you're one of the favorite ones, and you're gonna be fine. I mean, you know, this is perfect." And I was like so excited. And it was only one question that they did that I really messed up. <laughs> I didn't good. I didn't good. I didn't do good. I forgot what to answer. You know, in that moment, I was 15 years old, and the question was about polit politics. You okay. know, I, I forgot. Anyway, so I was like, you know what? Forget it. I mean, this is not going to be for me. I mean, I'm not going to make it, and I'm not going to be part of the winners, and blah, blah, blah. Well, short, uh, uh, short story short, I got the fifth place. So that's mm. how I started in this communication world. And uh, I, got the, I got the opportunity, mm. and I was part of the uh, five winners. And that's how I started. Six months later, they asked me to start my own show mm -hmm. uh, in radio. Okay. And from there, now I use that story as a motivational story to say, hey, it doesn't matter the place that you get, like in an opportunity, that's only, that's only the start, right? That's right. only, like for me, that was an opportunity and I took it. So this was at 16? Yeah, this was when I was 15 years 15, old. 15, and then you said that six, at six, six months later, so 16-ish, or still 15 when you got your no, first show? No, I was show. still 15. When and you got your first show. And then I got my first Boom. show. It was produced, wow. right? It was recorded, pre-recorded and everything, but it still yeah. was it's like, still, I was like, wow, 15, you know? yeah, Most 15-year-olds are trying to figure out what kind of <laughs> yes. things they want to buy at the mall, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it started, you know, that's how this great story of being in, in media and, and being part of the communication world started. And now I use that mm -hmm. as a life coach. I told you that I'm a life coach as mm -hmm. well. And I, I specialize in relationships. Okay. Um, and that's part of my story and that's part of who I am. You know, I always say it doesn't matter the place that you get and something, whatever, it's, it's not going to make you. You know, it's the right. effort that you put to things and your passion. If it's, if it's really your passion, you know, something great is coming. I mean, and, and, and sometimes the starting is not as... We want it, mm. you know, like, oh, be wonderful, like a movie. <laughs> no, sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it's painful, mm. but it's it's worth it at the end. Now, for you, did you know before that experience that you wanted to be in media? Or was it kind of like, I'm just going to try it because it seems like it's fun? Like, how did you even get to the point that you wanted to try out? I knew, I mean, I knew that I loved this because since I was a kid, one of the games that I used to play was to record myself mm, in, okay. a, in a recorded mm -hmm. and just talk mm -hmm. like, hey, hello, just pretend I was in radio. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, and then I heard that contest and I said, this is my chance. This is my opportunity, you mm -hmm. know, to stop playing at home in my room and just go alive and do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And my dad played a great role in that because he said, OK, I'm going to support you. I'm going to take you and I believe in you, in other words, and say, OK. And he will always coach me every time he will go and drop me off to the place and say hey you're number one you can do it you're doing great <laughs> talk before you go in. yes yeah. and i was like dad you did a great job i mean because yeah. now i realize right in that moment i was like yes dad whatever okay and i'll go but it makes it it made a great impact and, and difference for me every time he would go and, and drop me off there what would you say is the best piece of advice your dad gave you said well i remember this he always said i don't know how to say it in english but he said no, no te quieras comer el pastel tu sola don't try to eat the cake by yourself and that means yeah. that sometimes, and this is when I was already in radio, right? Mm -hmm. When I was, I had like three years 
working already in Mexico in the radio, in, in the radio industry. And I remember going one day with my dad and say, hey, dad, um, you know, remember the thing that I was doing? Well, he, he, I'm not doing it anymore. They asked somebody else to do it. And, he, and then he said, well, what, what are you doing now? Well, I'm doing all these other things. And he's like, well, okay, don't try to eat the cake by yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has their own piece. Just mm -hmm. make sure you're, you're doing, whatever you're doing, you're doing it right and put all your effort. And it, it made a great it made a great impact to that in me because as and in any other industry, you know, this uh, feeling of, oh, I'm not good enough or fear of being uh, substituted by other person, you know, mm -hmm. like somebody's going to take my, my job or, or, you know, always trying to uh, just, you know, be aware and fear, not being fearful, but at the same time you have this fear of being replaced, right? Right, right. That helped me a lot to say, you know what, it's true. I mean... Don't try to eat the cake by yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. just whatever is, is your part, just eat it, enjoy it, and make sure you're doing a good job because everybody else deserves their own slice. Everybody mm -hmm. else deserves their own, you know, share. And, 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 and you know what? I don't know. That, that analogy or that, you know, simple uh, story made, me, made, made a great impact in my life, professional life, mm -hmm. because now I carry it with me and everywhere I go. Cool. Yeah, I think things too is kind of like that whole concept of if you put, if you put your hand too many pots, then you're half as good in everything instead of being really good at one mm -hmm. specific thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I know because it's easier, it's really easy to kind of spread yourself out there because, oh, I like doing this, oh, I like doing that, oh, I like doing this. And the next thing you Correct. know, you're not really good at anything. You're half as good in many things that you're not going to be very efficient at. But that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You started in Mexico. You. How did you end up from there to here in Univision? Like, what was what was that story? Well, what happened? In yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What, was, what was the journey there? I got married. <laughs> I fall in love. Okay. My yeah. husband is from Reynosa, from okay. the same place, but he he moved to Michigan, so wow. he got yes <laughs> from yes from Reynosa to the other border, <laughs> yeah. Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he was he got his dream job, which mm -hmm. was to work for General Motors. Okay. And then two years later, he's he asked he proposed, and he's like, "Hey, what do you think? You know, yeah, let's get married, let's get be together." And I was like, "Yeah, of course." I said, "Yes." <laughs> and we were dating back then, like we had like four years when he proposed. We were you know dating for four years, and I was like, "Yes." And that was like a big turn in everything in my life. So I ended up living in Michigan for two years, and I graduated from Eastern Michigan University. Okay. And I major in marketing, business. Mm -hmm. And uh, I finished. And then I was in the middle of college. And, uh, and he said, well, just finish. You know, just graduate. And we moved back to Texas. And let me tell you, that experience really changed my whole life. Mm -hmm. Because I still have accent. And I know sometimes, you know, I, I mumble in words. <laughs> and I don't say it right, maybe. But if, if, um, if I wouldn't move to Michigan back mm -hmm. then, I wouldn't improve in my English. I mean, that really forced me to get better and mm -hmm. just make me really just say, okay, I'm not in the valley anymore where everybody <laughs> speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now I have to, you know, I, I was there and everybody would say, oh, you're not going to have any problems because you're very sociable, you're friendly, you're going to have friends. Well, the story was totally different, mm -hmm. totally different because I freaked out. I, I I had fear, mm -hmm. a lot of fear. I mean, what to just being, being judged. Being judged uh, because being judged of the language by, or? Because of the language. Okay. And not being good enough, mm. you know, being that. Now I can say it. Back then, I didn't know. I was right. like, but why is this happening to me? You know, after yeah. being 
a celebrity, you know, in Reynosa, I mean, with where I had a lot of friends, where I was well known, but, mm -hmm. you know, people, my family, everywhere, you know, I was in my own bubble, right, crystal bubble, where, oh, yeah, everything is perfect, everything mm -hmm. is great. Then I had to start all, all, all over again, starting to, to speak the language, to communicate. Mm -hmm. That was really painful for me because I used to be a person who, who could express them, you know, herself, like with anyone, being open, mm -hmm. being funny, being myself. And then when everything changes, when everything like people, the place where you are, the weather, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you're not all of those things change. When you are not really strong in core, you know, in your core, mm -hmm. those things can make you really suffer because you're not, I mean, you're not yourself. I mean, you're, you need more self-esteem. You need to be more confident about yourself. And that's what I have to thank Michigan for, <laughs> really. Because yeah, I was about like this, you know, to say I, I'm quitting. I mean, I'm going back to the valley. What am mm -hmm. I doing here? Just, you know, suffering with uh, knowing this. I mean, the, I mean, I knew, I thought that I knew English. Right, but right. over there, everything was really, like, it was different. And it was difficult for me to understand, like, the accent, mm -hmm. some slang, you know, like pop, for example. Yes, I didn't terms, know yeah. the pop, it was soda <laughs> until over there, you know. There, there's a line somewhere in the middle <laughs> of the U.S. that as soon as you cross over, that's where that happens. Uh, along, among other words, you know. Um, like in any other country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in Mexico, it's the same thing. You know, yeah, Saudi yeah. use certain words. North Mexico <laughs> use another words. But when you are trapped in fear, mm -hmm. when you are trapped in your own world, it's very difficult to see ahead, like over that. And when you are too serious about things, it's painful. I mean, it's harder. Right. You have to, you have to have fun. You have to enjoy it. And that's what I learned. Mm. If something is difficult, if something is new, you need to relax and enjoy it and, and just have fun. Because otherwise, if you, if you want to be too serious about those things, about what you're going through, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And your brain is it's gonna, you know, it's not going to retain or not going to be able to learn new things if you are under stress because you're on defense at that point yes and yeah. you are on, you're, you're with fear you know you're living with fear and that's what happened to me mm. i'll remember going to school every day after a year with fear because fear to being judged Return. of yeah. not expressing myself in the correct way wow. not uh being able to communicate the way i want it mm -hmm. and i remember one day asking and praying to god please just one day, please allow me to express myself the way I do it in, in Spanish, mm. you know, because for me back then it was impossible, like, to imagine that. And I would just go, like, if I would be in, in a group of people in, at school and say, if they would ask me, hey, what do you think about this? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't want to open myself because I was like, what if I say something wrong? Right. And they are going to judge me. It was really hard. It definitely merits pausing on the fact that here you have a young woman that was at the top of her articulation and in regards to being able to converse, to more than adequately communicate herself and express her thoughts and ideas and ideals and ways of thinking. And just a, a flip of a switch, now you're in a position that you're like, 
what do I do? <laughs> yes. And then, it, it, and then even putting that in perspective, that, you know, for folks that maybe may not be as educated or as articulate, putting them in a situation where they're in a brand new country that don't speak a lick English. Um, I know that I, I've been in those scenarios where people are like, oh, you're in America, speak English. But it's like, it's not that easy. People yeah. think that, people, some people assume that it's because uh, oh, they're being lazy, they want to speak in Spanish or whatever language that they choose. It's not that easy. It's not easy. And, English is not that and easy. Then, and then you add on top of that the layer of every human being wants to feel accepted and not rejected. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Self-confidence um, and any other interpersonal human quality that we have, it compounds that. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, more, it's more bigger than just, oh, just speak a language or oh, come no. in here and learn it. It's, there's a lot more intricacies. So I'm kind of... I'm Glad that you brought that up because you know, I mean, I would, you're in the radio for a living. Like, how do you? How about that's you? That's know? what is. You know, that's yeah. what's what is crazy. That's why I always use this story with the Latinos. You know, with Latinos because this is the story that every one of us face, like in some point mm -hmm. in here in this country. You know, like when you come over here, like mm -hmm. you expect to speak in yeah the language. You mm -hmm. know, English. You have to do it. And we all fear that. I still yeah. fear it. I mean, right now that you're, <laughs> and it's crazy. Let me tell you, as soon as you just play a record and it's like something in, inside, I still battling that, you know, little fear that is there. You know, it used to be a Goliath. Oh, okay. This fear of talking in English. Yeah. But now it's like, ah. You're doing, you know, you're doing great. I don't thing. know what, you can't even, you can't <laughs> even tell. So you're good. <laughs> but you know what? That's why I became a life coach mm -hmm. because First of all, to help myself, right? To help me. But now that 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 now that I know all these fears, and I don't care to say it, I'm like, well, I I need to contribute in some way. Mm. If I love to communicate, I want to do it with a, with a, a more sense of love and just pass, you know, whatever all the experiences that I have that I have lived. To mm. maybe somebody else is gonna hear them and say, you know, oh, thank you for sharing because it's happening. It's happening the same to me. So that's the purpose, and also do it in, in a way that you can, in, in, in an easy way, right, you know, right. just with, with easy and, and clear concepts of how do you feel. Because sometimes, sometimes it's difficult to, ex to express these things, emotions, you know, yeah. emotions, yeah. like to say, you know, I don't want them to think that I'm, that I'm not good enough or that, uh, you know, that I don't know how to express myself in a way that they understand so I, I, so I try, so I stay quiet. I don't say anything. And mm. that doesn't mean that, the, you know, they are not going through these or they're not, they don't feel, I mean, that they're, that they're okay, but it's because they don't know how to say it, how mm. to communicate that. So I took that I, and I say, okay, maybe this is my purpose in here. Not just enjoy what I do, which is being in media and talk and present and interview our celebrities and all mm. that, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. But also share my story and also interview people that they're been going through difficult times and now their own stories can motivate others, other Latinos, mm -hmm. and say, you know, what happened to this person? You know, you're not alone. You know, listen to this singer or actor like Eugenio Derbez. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the opportunity to talk to him and he's a um, how to be a Latin lover, right? Mm -hmm. He's okay. uh, mm -hmm. one of the recent movies. And 
that was the topic. I was like, well, Eugenio, tell me about have you ever been scared to talk in English and, you know, in, <laughs> like in front of the cameras. And he's right. like, oh, of course. And then he started laughing. And then he, he shared all his experiences. And you will say, what, Eugenio? But he looks so comfortable, comfortable yeah, 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 and yeah. so confident and so, you know, open. And he shared crazy stories. Like he said, well, what I used to do, he said, when I had to talk with the producers, he would go to the bathroom and spend a lot of minutes there <laughs> just trying to concentrate and you know being ready for the yeah. meetings and he said i will tell my manager okay you do the talk because you know he, he was like i i didn't want to talk i didn't want to say anything because he was really nervous mm. and just to hear that from him yeah. you know it's pretty cool because you're like okay oh, yeah, you are like me you know latino that come here and that also suffer and go through all these emotions and and fears you know mm. and so that's my job now, is to give voice and ask those questions mm -hmm. to those who have made it or have accomplished something in this country and be an example for other Latinos. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you don't, you don't necessarily think about that because it's, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, they're on TV, they're, they're, they're you know, they take care of it, but I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever even thought about that, that aspect of, you know, Latinos that are on English television and mm -hmm. then doing a particular, you know, role that... To me, I'm like, oh, they probably have language coaches that talk to them all the time. They give them all tips or, or dub over or something crazy. You don't, th you don't think about that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but you see. I mean, they're... That's, that's funny. Now, uh, if somebody's interested as far as um, life coaching and, and maybe following you on that aspect of it, how can they, how can they follow you? Sure. And, and, and I have... Well, Leslie Montoya Univision, mm -hmm. Univision. It's uh, the face. It's Facebook, mm -hmm. which I, you know, use that platform to just motivate and have my positive capsules that I post okay. every every week or every day if I can. And I, and I also have Instagram and Twitter. Okay. And in those platforms, I I use it for English mm -hmm. or bilingual. bilingual right? It's yeah. Leslie <laughs> Leslie Montoya TV. Okay. And uh, and yes, and you can find me there. I I post all the um, motivational things and um, I share my opinion about different stuff mm -hmm. and just being connected with my audience and, and who, you know, everybody out there. What has been like an event or an occurrence that mm -hmm. has f f not forced you but caused you to want to work as hard as you're working now mm -hmm. um, and, and dri drives you to do what mm -hmm. you're doing now? It's people. people. It's the people that they watch me, that they trust in my show in mm -hmm. Univision and and I and I always you know push myself to do the best because they're relying on us mm -hmm. right and they want to get the news and they want to get the information and every time I have the opportunity to be in an event and talk with the Latinos mm -hmm. or, you know with our audience and they say oh thank you for giving us this information help me a lot to you know take care of my kids or whatever it is that mm -hmm. is my guess you know my, my guess to do it Every time, my boss mm -hmm. is not the general manager. And hopefully he doesn't, she doesn't hear that. <laughs> well, in you, a way. You, you signed the paycheck. Thank you very much for the paycheck. <laughs> Thank I you appreciate for that. It. Thank you for that. Yeah. But in real, you know, my, the real boss, it's, it's, it's people. It's mm -hmm. the audience, the followers, you know, that they trust in you. And then that they say, okay, you're going to give me something that I need. Well, and if they following me or they watch the show, it's because they trust. And that's, for me, that's enough to give the best every single day to hear the stories of the immigrants mm -hmm. to hear the stories of people that they have accomplished something or pursued you know like a business or whatever it is you right. know to have their family together here in this country whatever it is it gives me gives me a great reason 
and, and all the motivation to continue doing and be part of this Latinos movement mm -hmm. of doing yeah. a difference in this country. You know, like in any way, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. Whatever you do, that you live here, we are part of this movement. And I just want to be a great Latino, mm -hmm. a great representation of my people. And that's my, and if I have the opportunity to be in media and to motivate others and influence and give content and give information, I'm going to give my best. Mm -hmm. Good. What would you say is the most inspiring story that you've covered so far? Mm, or mother. maybe not the most, but up there, because I'm sure there's many. But <laughs> yes, there's there's many. That is a tough one because I have now I have to I have to remember. <laughs> you can take your time. I'll edit this, so I <laughs> can cut make it shorter. <laughs> That's all good. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, you know, people they always get nervous because they come to TV, right? They mm -hmm. always say, "Oh, where do I put my hands? How do I look? How's my hair? You know, and everything. And I always try to coach them. I'm a life coach, right? So I always <laughs> coach them before we, we go live mm -hmm. or we record an interview. And mm -hmm. I'm like, don't worry. And the first thing that I said, what's you, the first thing that I ask mm -hmm. is, what's your intention? Mm -hmm. Why are you here? Is it, to, it doesn't matter if it's to promote an event or it's to talk about an, an organization, mm -hmm to get information, you are a doctor and you're giving information, what is your purpose? Mm -hmm. And they're like, um, well, um, it's true. Once you have your purpose or your intention, it is easier to interview. It is easier to talk. It is easier to express yourself because you're not thinking in you. It's not about you. It's not mm -hmm. about me. It's about somebody else. Right. Okay. And, 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 and I said that because I remember uh, this immigrant, it, it, she, she's a mom and I still have, in con you know, I'm still in contact with her. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I saw her, you know, she was very humble, very, like the way she was dressed, was very, you know, humble, like nothing fancy, mm -hmm. you know, she just came and she, and she, when I saw her, I was like, oh, hi, how are you? I introduced her, her name is Carmen. And then she's, you know, she sat beside me and she never asked me, what's, which is my camera or where should I put my hands? Nothing. She was like really shy. You could tell at first. And then I start explaining to her, okay, Carmen, this is your camera. You know, these are the lights and the, and the interview lasts at least two minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make you a weird, you know, sign with my hands. I mean, with my hands. So just, you know, try to keep an eye on my hand. So that means that you have 30 seconds to, you know, to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to ask more questions like, are you okay? You have any questions? She was like, okay, okay. Well, let me tell you once that, you know, the camera start recording oh that lady just talked from the heart mm. you could tell and i almost i remember i guess i get goosebumps you know yeah. uh, <laughs> because it was really so at the end at the end of the interview i was like this is this is this is this is the magic like this is what is what is needed when you have to talk in front of an audience in front of a camera in front of a microphone whatever it is that lady Carmen knew her purpose, and that was to help others. And she said, I want others to know their rights. I want other Latinos to know what they deserve, where they can go to get information about anything, mm. to, be, you know, to, get help, to get help, so they don't go through what I did, through what I went through the past months or whatever, because she shared her story, and she was saying, I don't want anybody to go through the same pain that I went 
being you know separate from my family so this these are the different entities here in Austin where you can go and get information and blah 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 but the way she said it that was the magic was she natural. was not she was not thinking about herself about her hair about her hands anything she was thinking about I want to help I want to I want to help others to get informed and this is why I'm here for you know just being that in being that instrument mm -hmm. give voice talk and inform and educate and that was it and that was that being maybe maybe simple story but I no. mean or but it was it was because in that person in Carmen I understood what is needed to have an authentical uh, interview or an authentical um, speech mm -hmm. and it's always plays you, you're not yeah. you're not the, you're not you're not the important person but others and what would you say also has been one of the most interesting unique like I can't believe I just did that moments for you now for me like oh yeah I like, gotta like I a, can't believe I just did this what? I just did this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think let me see oh I think it was with um Chief Acevedo Art Acevedo and who was that uh, I'm not familiar, sorry. Yes, no, the police, uh, he used to be the chief, po the police, chief police? Chief of police? Chief of police here? here, but he's now in Houston. Oh, okay. So he used to be the Austin chief of police. He used to be the chief of, uh-huh. Gotcha, Chief of okay. police here for Austin. Yeah. He's now in, in, in Houston. And I think I asked him to dance or something because he's he's from Cuba. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, and he's really nice. I mean, he's really open and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and very nice person and I think yeah and I asked him to dance and he's like okay chief show us that you are Latino and you know he's like oh you're loca <laughs> he started dancing yeah. yes I mean I've, I've done a lot of crazy things with my guests and celebrities mm. and, and people but I think that's one that is a fun story to share <laughs> good right. good 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 <laughs> now uh, now in, in your exposure and your experience I know obviously you have two different facets you have your radio and you have your show um for those that are local here in Austin, what are what are some things that maybe some things to be challenges? mindful of oh. or challenges um, that we currently Latinos in general are maybe experiencing hearing in Austin? Mm -hmm. As a Latino, to so contribute Latino. with, a, mm -hmm. with yeah. our society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of times I, I know in my experience it's easy to say, "Oh, this is what's wrong with the system," mm -hmm. but it's different if you are willing to do something to help the system get along you know be right. part of the solution not the problem and right not the problem yeah yeah mm -hmm. so um from both the latino perspective either spanish only bilingual or you know we have the the new era latinos that are born and raised here so they might not even know english spanish at all you know <laughs> i have I, you know i have I, I know plenty of those as well um what are things that we can do to further the cause, I guess, to bring more light to the Latinos and the great things that we have to contribute and the great things that we are part of. That it's hard because stereotypes is they're there, right? right and like right. you said, there's people that they're gonna say, "Oh, you're Latino, you like tacos," yeah. and maybe it's true, maybe not. <laughs> maybe that Latino is gonna say, "Well, I don't like tacos," but it's okay. You know? Mexicans don't like tacos too, so it's not <laughs> like it's, it's you know it's what it is, yeah. But but you're gonna change that stereotype or perception or whatever perception yeah when you see that person maybe introduce you right you meet a, a latino oh you like tacos oh guess what i have tacos and that person is going to say well i don't like tacos but i like italian food better i don't know <laughs> and in yeah. that moment that perception mm -hmm. that stereotype is going to change mm -hmm. right True. right away so that's what is my recommendation or, or what is my advice it's become the better version of you whatever mm -hmm. it is you know be the best Latino version or human being version, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Because yes, 
the, the, the real world is that you're going to go anywhere and they're going to have a perception about us, about Latinos. And right. they're going to have something, right? A, a belief, something. And, and, it, and it's not about, oh, my job as a Latino is to break those stereotypes because not. I mean, you're not going to finish. Not, right, right, right. You're yeah. not going to. There's a lot of out there. But the only way that you can ensure that you want people, other people to perceive you is just become, make sure that you become the, the best version of yourself. Mm. The, the being whatever you want to be. I mean, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be, I don't know, a, a teacher, a life coach, mm -hmm. DJ, whatever it is, just pursue your dreams with values, with integrity, with all these core values and universal values that everybody has. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter, you know, la, doesn't matter la raza, you know, doesn't right, matter right. where you're from. If you're Europeo, from Europe, from, from Central America or USA, it doesn't matter because everybody connects with those values okay. and if you just you know uh, take that dream and say okay i want to i want who do who do you want to be that's the first question i think like your identity who mm. do you want to be and, and once you have clear that question and you have an answer work for that mm. but don't not do not expect that other people is gonna see you the way you you want them to see you because first of all you have to become that And then the rest of the world is going to see you as that. Hmm. But yeah. there's going to be a lot of stereotypes. There's going to be a lot of labels that say, oh, it's a Latino, it's this. And at the end, that doesn't matter. It matters if you pay attention to that. Hmm. It matters if you, you really if you say and you believe that. And if it's something bad or negative, mm -hmm. you better not believe it. Because, you know, now is your problem. Now is, now you believe that. Hmm. You believe that stereotype or you believe that belief that that person has about you, about Latinos. Mm. So it is a very complex question because it's like, it is difficult to say, okay, well, I'm going to do something to change the perception. Do whatever you want to do, but because you want to do it, because that's, that's your dream or that's the way you want to be perceived. Mm -hmm. And even though you do the things that you, you know, with the intention of being perceived in a way, and there's going to be people that are not going to see that. You can still backfire. <laughs> so... <laughs> A way to guarantee that you're happy is just to make sure that you're living your dream and that you're becoming the person that you want to be. Right. <laughs> take it to the core. <laughs> Very cool. Um, what's your journey to life coaching? I think, you know, again, this is since I was a little kid. I used to be always with the adults. Mm -hmm. and be in t and have these conversations with the adults that they will say okay this you know this kid i mean she is like a minor adult you know like a little adult because i really enjoy to be around adults mm -hmm. and have this you know i don't know deep conversations about anything and i also my desire to hear to listen to other stories mm -hmm. that's why i choose you know i chose this career but is and also at the same time to advise to give something my opinion and being neutral mm. you know like just say okay what and think about okay what do i think is the best direction or option for this person and the way i decided to become a life coach it was one day i was with my husband we were at home it was night it was late it was you know it was a late night and my husband he was sharing a story about something that happened in his job in his work and he had this Um, difficult, you know, moment with one of his co-workers. Mm -hmm. 
And then he asked my opinion, you know. He's like, well, so what do you think? So I, I, I told him what I thought. Well, I think you should talk to her and tell this and la, 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 la. And then he said, have you ever considered or thought about being a life coach? And I was like, what, a life coach? That was the first time I heard the concept of a life coach. And mm -hmm. I was like, is that a career or something? And that was like eight years ago. Mm. And I was like, okay, let me find about that. And I Google it and I started, did the search and everything. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. But it's not only that you want to do it, right? You have to get prepared. You have to get educated and everything. Right, right. And, I, and that's how I started seven years ago. I said, okay, if I, if I want to do this, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to do it responsible. And I just, okay, I want to listen and, and that's it, right? No, just help people with the strategies and with good, I mean, to be prepared. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's how everything started. And, um, and, and now it's my passion. It's my real, my real passion. And I'm really thankful with Univision because it's allowing me to, to use the platforms, mm -hmm. every single one, like the social media, TV, radio, to 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 give this motivational you know uh, information and, and just talk about different topics and and now our audience you know trust in me and they ask me questions mm -hmm. and 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 sometimes I invite other coaches or psychologists and 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 you know we help like just to answer questions like life questions about okay I feel this way how can I overcome fear how can I get better relationship with my husband with my mm -hmm. With my family, you know, at the end, like Tony Robbins says, mm -hmm. uh, the quality of your relationships is the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. You know, depending on the, the people that you spend more time with, it's going to determine how you feel and how's the quality of your life, which is, is, is true. Now, there, there are more, is 1077? Yeah, well, more 1077. There, there, was that a concept that you came up with or was something that was already in place and you kind of came in and, and took it over? How, how did that come about? No, yeah, I came, I came, I came up with that concept. Okay. And I asked for that, right? Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, yeah, we like it, but, you know, you have to follow the rules and follow the format mm -hmm. and try to... That was, another, that was another challenge because I only have less than a minute to say something positive, you know, to, to give the message. Mm -hmm. Is which at first I was like I thought that four minutes it was nothing too you short. know for TV too short and yeah, you know yeah. house TV I mean TV is mm -hmm. you have three minutes and you better be like <laughs> yes go straight to the point yeah. and you know that's the challenge for us for mm -hmm. journalists for people who are in front of the camera to make it interesting and to make it look like okay we have all the time of the world and be calm and be focused and mm -hmm. be precise and be direct and come up with a good topic and entertain our audience, right? So it's right. a lot to have it in three minutes. Right, right. But, I mean, and you say, well, three minutes, that's nothing. Well, try to hold your breath for three minutes. It's a lot of time. <laughs> you know, and that told me, one of my bosses, he said, well, oh, you don't think it's a lot of time? Okay, well, hold your breath for three minutes. I'm like, well, that's not the same, you know? You, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. He's like, he started laughing. But it's true. It's, 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 it's time. Mm -hmm. And that's the art of TV and radio. Like, you have to work with that. Because at the end, yes, people want to have things quick. You know, like, okay, give me, the, give me the information in a quicker way, not a lot of bluff, bluff, bluff. And Attention spans very short. Yes. <laughs> and there's statistics about it, mm -hmm. studies and research about that. Yeah. So, well, now in radio, it's less than a minute. I have mm. to say something. And I'm becoming really good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you time yourself to sit at home yeah, and like, yes. fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And I understand because I'm that type of person that if, 
if it's not interesting what I'm listening to or I'm watching, I change immediately. And now with YouTube and everything, you know how it is, social media. Like that's, it's pushing you to be more creative and, and, and efficient and, and the way you present mm -hmm. the information. That's funny. Well, let's talk about El Grito. El Grito. So for those of us that don't know, because like I said, I just got here in February, so I'm not at all whatsoever versed in what you it is. You have to go. You yeah, have I'm to planning go. on it. I already put that in my calendar. I went and got all the information. Great. And obviously, I want to have you talk all about it. Give uh -huh. me all the specs so people that are listening right. can mark their calendars as well. But what's, what's El Grito? El Grito. How did it start and how did you get involved and what's it about? Well, you know, everything started like four years ago. This okay. is going to be the fifth. Yes, I'm not, I'm not, if I'm not wrong. And what is spectacular about it is that we're in the Capitol, you mm -hmm. know, right in front of the Capitol yeah. uh, here in Austin. And there's like 6,000, 7,000 people. Well, actually, there was like the last year with 10,000 people. Wow, over. that's big. And this year, we're expecting more people because it's going to be on Saturday. It's going to, you know, the 15th, el 15th. And it'll be in a Saturday. So that's going to be awesome because it's a weekend, mm -hmm. you know, it's for families and everybody. And it's an opportunity for us, for Mexicanos especially, and mm -hmm. for everybody. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of, like, uh, Salvadorian, they also celebrate their independence with us. Nicaragua, um, Costa Rica. So there's other countries that they also celebrate their independence. So so, so we're going to break a little bit on one stereotype, is that Cinco de Mayo is not independent from Mexico. It's not indep Mexico. Mexican independence, okay. it's not. Because a lot of people, for some reason, you know, America, America we made that a holiday. <laughs> uh, but so el Esa es la Batalla de Puebla, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de, de Mayo, okay, the, gotcha. The Battle of Puebla. Puebla, Texas? No, the Battle of Puebla. Puebla? The Where Battle Puebla? of Puebla. Which is in Mexico, but Mexico, that was okay. when when the French, you know, they come over and the Mexico army and Mexican army and the and the French they they got into fight and Mexico won. So and that's you may have no, but how did America start celebrating Cinco de Mayo? How? Yeah. Well, another another reason why to <laughs> just celebrate. To drink, you know, just okay. to drink, I okay. guess. Because <laughs> the battle wasn't even here then. No, no, it was no, no, that was in Mexico. Okay, yeah, in Puebla. Uh -huh. Interesting, okay. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's good. We like reasons we celebrate to just party and drink and get together, yeah. But this one for El Grito, it's real Mexican independence. Okay. And, uh, and then 15 what month? 15 de septiembre. September, so uh -huh. September 15th. Okay, uh -huh. cool. 15 de septiembre. And, uh, and, uh, and yes, that is, uh, you know, um, a great celebration mm -hmm. that we do. it. This is going to be, again, like the 50th year that we do it here in uh, the capital. And uh, and we invite everybody. We have celebrities, you okay. know, the Mexican Mexican um, regional Mexicano, okay. you know, like the, the music Mexican Mexican style. Regional Mexican. Yeah. And we have the Mexican consulate giving el grito, which okay. is or the scream, the scream. right? Yeah. That, that says Viva Mexico and all this, and it's so it's it, it's powerful, it's beautiful because again, it's just um, it's an event mm -hmm. that we all together. We give a voice and we celebrate who we are, you know, that we are Latinos, that we are here for a reason and that we are proud and at the same time that we are grateful to be in this country mm -hmm. and that we are here to, to give, to contribute to with our culture, with our knowledge, with our heart, mm -hmm. with our uh, algabaria, you know, like being Latinos and to mm -hmm. celebrate that and, 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 and we invite everybody to go because it's really a big fiesta. It's, mm -hmm. it's a big celebration that you're really going to enjoy it, have fun and definitely 
I'm going to feel partying. You're going to feel like Mexican. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now, as far as um, what is the history of El Grito? Maybe not so much the event because we know the event, but the, the El Grito itself. Like, is it mm -hmm. something that happens throughout Mexico on the same day? And is it, yes. some, is it something that was just established or was there a history behind why? No, the, of course, there's history about mm -hmm. uh, behind that. Mm -hmm. And that was the, La Noche del Grito, que fue el 15, that it was the 15th. 15 of September, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 15 of September, and that was when um, you know the, the it was not a Mexican army actually the 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 el pueblo you mm -hmm. know the people, the people they the raised in arms mm -hmm. and they went against the government to say okay we want our freedom we want uh, we're not the government but the Spain you mm -hmm. know like that they were under esclavitud yeah, yeah Spanish yeah. Spanish rule and yeah. they said you know we don't want we don't want this anymore. And that was how our Mexican heroes uh, formed with this El Padre Hidalgo, El Curidalgo, mm -hmm. um, you know, all these uh, uh, people that now are part of the history and, and, and that night, you know, make, make a change in our, in our history. Mm -hmm. And thanks to them, you know, now we can say, okay, we're free, you know, we're freedom. There's no hard feelings against Spain, you know, <laughs> again, again no. our friends yeah, yeah. from Spain. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that's what happened. And there's a lot of cool, uh, you know, moments in, 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 in history, but I, but actually one of them was that El Curidalgo, you know, the plan was to raise in arms, mm -hmm. not the 15th, but it was, uh, it was I think it was the, the 16th or the 17th, but because, you know, their plan, it was really, was being uncovered, you know, that like the, the um, Spainers, Spainers? Spanish, no, Sp Spaniards? Spain Spaniards, Spaniards, yeah. yeah. They they realize okay, this is you know they they find down. out <laughs> they find out yeah. okay, this is what they're planning. You know, el pueblo de México, they're planning to raise in arms. So they 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 they're starting to notice something, and they say, you know, we were gonna do it before the day we planned because you know it, it is important and it's needed, and that's what they did. You know, they raised that night, and then um, celebrate the fifteenth and the sixteenth. Of the of the and then they move it to the 16th because mm -hmm. Porfirio Diaz he used to be the Mexican president. Okay, it was his birthday and now that's like a like a fun fact. <laughs> they say well in reality it was the 15th, but because the Porfirio Diaz birthday was the 16th, they said he, it, he that didn't it want was to share the day. He with, went, yeah, know. he wanted it to put his birthday with the official day of Mexican independence and it was the 16th. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I just moved the whole thing around, guys. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, very cool. So um, just to make sure, so the, the Grito is going to be September 15th, mm -hmm. Saturday. Uh-huh, it's a Saturday. Um, at the, well, at I'm the sure there will be many, many other festivities, but mm -hmm. this one will be at the state capitol here in Austin, Texas. The state capitol, yes. Um, so definitely, for you, those of you that are listening, please feel free to, well, definitely encourage you to come out and check it out. Yes. And, uh, and hang out with everyone and uh, have a blast. And then what kind of, obviously, there'll be a lot of music, I'm assuming, but mm -hmm. is there uh, any particular people that are coming out to play for the event? Or? Well, we don't know yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't know yet. <laughs> yes, yes. They're still deciding, okay. and I'm sure they're going to come out. They haven't said anything. They're like, oh, no, it's a surprise. They always want to keep it in secret until gotcha, they, gotcha. they That's for sure, understandable. you know, they have it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we don't know yet, but we know, I mean, we don't know who's going to be there, but it's going to be a great celebration. Of course. And we invite everyone that, you know, that they can go and celebrate with us and, and have a great time. That's, that's for sure. They're going to really enjoy it. 
good good awesome i'm gonna be there so definitely encourage you Yay. guys to come and check it out but definitely uh thank you so much for spending some time thank with me thank you Guillermo. i appreciate it very much very much thank and uh for those of you who are listening i'm talking with leslie montoya she is host and producer of 107.7 or amor 107.7 as well as Despierta austin uh -huh. I, I always want to say Despierta america for some reason <laughs> but Despierta austin but uh thank you so much once again for being thank with me you. and i appreciate Good. it Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please do not forget to share it on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Latinx Talks.